0: Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown podcast has all of that and it's Chicago based. So, you know, what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to the Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Justin Kaufman and this is Reset. If you want to be a leader in your city,
1: write down these 15 words. The 15 words are what's something simple I can do. That'll have a positive impact on my block. And I'm telling you, if you start with the simple things, you can develop the muscle it takes to take on bigger challenges.
0: That's the voice of Jamal Cole speaking at a Lori Lightfoot press conference late last month. He's the man behind the organization you've been hearing a lot about lately. It's called My Block, My Hood, My City. In a short amount of time, Cole and his organization have raised over a million dollars to help small businesses on the South and West Side affected by recent looting. From his work raising money this past week to his efforts to shovel sidewalks for seniors, Cole is a true community organizer. Jamal Cole, welcome to Reset. Hey, thanks for having me, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. So let's first talk. I want to talk about the initiative to help small businesses on the south and west side. T- tell me what My Block, My Hood, My City is doing for, for small businesses.
1: You know, we are for protests. We're not for um, the senseless uh, destruction of um, you know, businesses in the community. So there's been a lot of looters that have taken you know, hammers and batons to, um, you know, breaking windows of small businesses and spraying graffiti and, pretty use, you know, using the crisis as an opportunity to tear down, you know, a black and brown community. So we started um, a small business relief fund to support them with their ongoing operations to repair, um, to do some graffiti removal, to do some light construction, to do some painting, and we um, just put that button on our website, and we're able to raise some money and get a lot of volunteers that offer to help, too.
0: Yeah, and, and I know you, and I know you're vocal about uh, the community you live in, Chatham, and, and other and, and other communities around there. I'm, I'm interested, when you see that happen, when when you see vandalism and destruction happening in neighborhood and the communities that you're in, how, how does it make you feel? Like, what were you feeling before you even started this initiative?
1: Well, you know what, I mean, there's been a health care crisis going on in Chicago long before COVID-19 got here. Um, you know, we've been calling gun violence in Chicago a public health issue for decades. Sometimes that feels like just eloquent wordplay right now. But um, I feel like, uh, yeah, man, there's a, the communities are blighted. There's a, a high crime rate, and I mean, that's clearly because there's under-resourced schools, um, divested community, a high incarceration rate, high unemployment, and this leads to this leads to the violence. So, it's not regular and that, um, you know, there's more technology on the light poles and there's the classrooms. Um, there's paddy wagons parked outside the front of the high schools. You can't really be inspired when you have to go to McDonald's to use the Wi-Fi, you know what I mean? So there's um, it's a lack of a, a lack of hope. And um, we're trying to change that. We're trying to change that by showing kids more than their the infrastructure of their neighborhood. So we our Explorers program helps get them out of their, uh, mm-hmm. their neighborhood and expose them to different parts of Chicago.
0: You've been doing the Explorer program for a while now, and – you know, I, I thought of you a, a lot in the last couple of weeks just because even before, and I think it's great that the city uh, partnered with you for this small business relief, but you, you've been such a uh, stalwart when it comes to just believing in your block. Where is the idea that your activism goes block to block?
1: Democracy starts from the block for me. Um, you know, I feel like uh, my preschool graduation speech was, you know, we the class of 1988 are determined to be our best of whatever we say or do. You know, we'll share a smile and lend a hand to our neighbor because no matter what, we'll be the best in a lifetime. So that's like 50 words that I did in 1988. But yeah. it talked about being – just lending a hand to your neighbor. So that's the mission statement of my life. A lot of times we know who's on Trump's cabinet, but we don't know who our next-door neighbor is. Um, you know, how can you – like, what's something simple you can do that'll make a difference, man? If you start with a simple thing – it's not easy, but if you start with the simple things, I've learned that you can develop the muscle it takes to, um, to take on bigger things.
0: And Jamal, I mean, I, I feel the same way. I feel like a certain point. I remember my parents instilled in me this volunteerism and to give back to the neighborhood I live in. And at some point, I went to college. I went to different places. I started to yeah. to drift away from that. What kept you so strong and so committed to volunteerism and being and being a part of your community?
1: Well, because you know, I, I grew up I'm having to eat at homeless shelters. You know, and I, I remember being embarrassed having to eat. Thanksgiving dinner, and, and it, my dad was like, no, nah, man, go over there and get your food. I was embarrassed because my classmates were, were um, you know, in high school, they were the ones volunteering and had the clear gloves on serving the food. But it really kept me humble. when I, I didn't know what volunteers were, but I knew when I got older I wanted to, to, to do that. I wanted to um, to help out. I wanted to be a part of something that was helping. So that's always stayed with me, man. When you grow up sleeping in the back of a U-Haul truck, you know, when you grow up, um, nobody ever met went to college, you know what I mean? So it was like... I it was just, i mean, I just—I love being a part of like positive stuff. I can't—it just makes me feel like I'm—I'm I'm contributing.
0: Mm-hmm. Jamal Cole my guest. He's the founder of My Block, My Hood, My City, talking about, of course, a small business relief fund which has gotten uh, a ton of press and raised mil- <laughs> over a million dollars in two days. I think that just shows the resiliency and the power of not only your organization but Chicagoans who want to help. Does it inspire you that that you raise that much money quick? I mean, was to think about how many people wanted to help and wanted to to help small businesses on the south and west sides rebuild?
1: Definitely inspired. I mean, America is real busy right now. But, uh, you know, being busy ain't enough, clearly. Um, You know, everybody wants to do something big and do it soon. So I feel like um, it's good to see that um, corporations and people are being – well, first of all, our biggest donation was like – the average donation was $69. So it came from just people like me and you and that just donated, hey, this is what I could do. I feel like right now the status quo can change, and I feel like we we have to take advantage right now. So how can we invest in systemic change? Again, I told you we had an Explorers program. A lot of kids in Chicago live in neighborhoods where there's 15 currency exchanges and no banks. So if you ask them, hey, what's a job at a bank? They don't know. They've never been to one. Um, They've never waited for a taxi before. They've never been in an elevator. Their whole worldview is shaped by the infrastructure of North Lawndale or Inglewood. That's tragic, man. And so by 2025, I'm hoping that we will never hear another Chicago kid say he's never been downtown before. Um, we work with 10 schools right now, but we have a you know a 36 school waiting list. So we need people to help us support those schools. So we don't want no kids saying that they ain't never been downtown, especially a kid that wants to work in marketing but's never been on an elevator. This is real stuff happening. So we need to expose these kids to jobs, um, professions, you know, cuisines and cultures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, with my block, my hood, my city, we've. Is- you guys have been doing this, and you talk about the Explorers program. And I mentioned at the top about shoveling snow and and the, the what you were doing with my block, my hood, my city over the over the winter time yeah. in the last couple winters. All these issues, yeah. and you've been talking about the issues of systemic racism and, and uh, inequities for a long time. For for to be in this moment where the lens of the mainstream media has moved and shifted to to shine a light. What does that mean to you that that the things that you've been talking about? seem to be being heard right now in this country
1: you know what man uh, i'm a student of effective communication i've been listening more i'm on shows right now with the founders of black lives matter and they've been studying police reform for a long time so you know i'm learning now about universal chokeholds and how the um fop contract allows police officers to be silent for 77 hours I, i'm taking the opportunity not only to like you know, try my best to educate people, but I'm I'm really using that as an opportunity to listen. Um, but I'm prepared, man. I'm ve- I'm I'm very prepared, and and I think that people are outraged right now, and I want to make sure that i I can not only be um, I can inspire hope and arouse enthusiasm in people to do something, like move beyond being empathetic and being compassionate. So I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm staying ready. I'm staying working out. I'm staying reading, and i um, listening more than I, than I speak right now. <laughs>
0: Jamal, I, I'm interested because yesterday we talked to Jamal Green, and and you know WBZ did a piece about inequities in in lending. The idea that uh, they were they pointed out that banks and I think it was just Chase Bank, but the the idea that something like 80 of of loans go to white neighborhoods in Chicago, two percent less than two percent, one point nine percent go to black neighborhoods in Chicago. And you know when you see those numbers, and you try to to analyze what that means, and you see the disinvestment or the inequities from neighborhood to neighborhood, how hard is it to convince your neighbors to think your way, to think about going block to block when they see bigger or no bigger forces are disinvesting in their communities?
1: Well, I think it's, uh, it's very important to take full responsibility for your actions and ask yourself what you can do to change things. A wise person said, you know, the definition of insanity is insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So, you know, we got to do something different, which is uh, relying on ourselves. You know, we need to start marching proactively instead of waiting until there's a death or a big social media campaign. Um, how can you support a local nonprofit that supports youth uh, while people are alive? Um, you can support businesses that support youth. You know, if black people are being treated poorly, you know, those businesses shouldn't get a dime of nobody's money. Uh, you know, we can vote in primary elections. We can vote in presidential elections. Um, we can contact our local representatives, you know. Disappointments aren't reserved for poor people, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, disappointments okay. are ain't reserved for bucket boys on 79th Street. It rains on rich people, too. You know what I mean? It rains on white people, too. So mm-hmm. instead of, like, um, making this a race thing, man, I really feel like um, in Chicago, we've been screaming for more equitable Chicago for a long time, and I think everybody has a role to play, man. I feel like the lack of preparation was deliberate almost to a lot of these things. So, Hey, I, I support—there's a lot of activists in Chicago, man, and some of them, uh, they, you know, their specialty is putting pressure on institutions to make sure that causes aren't forgotten. And I think that's good for Chicago as a whole because, you know, we need stuff like that. So, But uh, as far as me, man, I'm more trying to rely on you. Like, democracy starts from the block. If we all did something simple, that would create a ripple of hope, mm-hmm. and those ripples together can create a wave of change. Can you grab a broom in a dustpan and go shovel us up? sweep up a storefront right now. Can you contact an elected official? Can you send some PPE to a senior that needs help? What's something simple you can do? And we can try to change policies and giving, but man, I'm more about trying to change the personalities too.
0: That's so interesting too, because it goes beyond politics and it goes beyond neighborhoods and it, it even goes beyond uh, institutionalized or, or, or systemic racism. It goes down to, to the personalities and and being a good person and the way that I, I can go to my neighbor and do with uh, uh, you know, something thankless and, and help them out in a certain, certain situation, regardless of who they are, and be that part of my life, be that part of my ethos, be part of my philosophy of who I am.
1: You don't have to have a master's degree to, to, um, to serve. You don't have to have a lot of to listen to people. You don't have to be a politician to make a difference. You, know, you just have to have a, that passion, You know, that soulful love, like Dr. King talked about. Yeah, man, I'm all about that. That's the whole race thing, to me, it's like a 17th century, 18th century English eugenic word that was, I mean, it's time for us to change our perspectives. If you go to other countries, they separate people by all types of things. In this country, we separate people by race. So I'm always asking, who's profiting by promoting all these divisions amongst people? You know what I mean? Like, who's really profiting? It's, it might be the people that don't want poor people to unite to fix a justice system that puts people in jail for stealing crumbs. And these corporate CEOs still billions of dollars. So I really, like, we have to start traveling and not stop being so narrow-minded because once you step outside your comfort zone, you realize that you, you can connect with people based upon their values, regardless of what color they are. And I, I really, I, I believe that. That's been a story of my life. Yeah. When you're
0: interacting with the kids as part of the Explorers program and you get a chance to take them to different places, and like you said, you hope by just in a couple of years that we don't have that that. Situation where some kids in Chicago have never seen downtown when they're living through this moment and and they're in a position where obviously what life was like because of uh, the pandemic, because of the police brutality. Uh, obviously, they're seeing life and, and the issues around them in different ways. What what do you tell them? What do you tell kids who, who before weren't thinking about any of this stuff and now it's just front and center?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a. Um... They don't use this as an excuse, man. You know, um, you can sit back and say the city's messed up, the, the world's messed up, the cops is messed up, and you can you can not go to college. You can say, man, I'm giving up. Or you can you know say the city's messed up, the weather is messed up, the cops is messed up, and you can still go to college. You know, it's about your perspective. And I think that um, you know we uh if you set some goals for yourself uh you know and identify your purpose that can pull you through this pandemic. So I'm always talking to kids about setting goals. Because goals tell you what to do and what not to do. If you don't have any goals right now, then you'll go to a party in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I mean? Because you don't have. But if you have goals, you're like, you know what? Ah, that's not on my list of goals. I'm not going to be doing that, man. Now, this is what I need to be doing. So, I tell the kids that, hey, Chicago kids are already so resilient, man. They, you know, a lot of them haven't known where their next meal is going to come from for a long time. You know, so I've been just trying to. There's a lot of students that are out of work and out of school, and there's a lot of seniors that need support and can't do shopping. So, you know we hired 75. I mean 75 high school students and we paid them 15 dollars an hour to work 12 hours a week to make calls to seniors well-being calls hmm. to connect seniors to um, they've been connecting seniors to primary health care physicians doing contact tracing and then sending them food so we've actually been able to hire um, 75 seniors through our youth senior net program
0: Jamal when when you are are doing these these you know following your own personal philosophy and you're and doing these and setting goals and and like, let's just for instance say, you know, shoveling the sidewalks, and you did this, and we talked to, you know, the idea that, you know, you can get a group of people together and just sh- you can sh- you know, shovel sidewalks uh, for for seniors who need it. How do you keep yourself motivated and inspired when things don't go your way? And the reason I use that example is it might snow tomorrow. <laughs> you may do all that work, and it may snow, and 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 delete all that work. And you know that's such a small micro way to look at it. But but how do you keep yourself? inspired and motivated to continue the work that you've dedicated yourself to?
1: I say God's got a battery in my back. You know, I feel, like <laughs> the most, I feel like I'm the most poorest, most visible person in Chicago, probably. And I, I've, I've said that for a long time, but this isn't what I wanted to do. This is definitely not—I mean, I, I wanted to be a rapper or a basketball player like most people. I wanted to move to Hawaii, but I think that um, this is what God wanted me to do. Once I started volunteering at Cook County Jail— um, and I heard a lot of the excuses the young men made. I said, oh, I remember thinking like you. And then, you know, my purpose came out like, listen, our philosophy in my block, my hood, my city is taking care of people no matter what. And um, if, it, if it snows, we're going to be out there shoveling. If it's a heat wave, you see us delivering fans, delivering water to seniors. If, it's a, if students need to be connected, we take them on educational field trips and we connect them. We don't have programs, man. We really just adapt to whatever the needs are. That's fun to me. That's fun to be able to say, hey, Chicago is the stage, and whatever happens to the city, you know we're going to be on the front lines. We're going to adapt and take care of people no matter what. I love it.
0: So just taking us at the end here, just this idea of what can we do? What can I do for my block, my hood, my city? Talk about some of the things that you're working on. Of course, the Small Business Relief Fund. But what else can are you working on this summer?
1: Yeah, so uh, right now we have our youth-led tours. You know Anybody that wants to take a tour of North Lawndale, it's an asset-based tour. You can sign your company up, 30 people at a time. Um, you can see the community through the eyes of the youth. Uh, you know, hear a lot of negative in North Lawndale about the blight. But, hey, come check out. See where Dr. King lived when he was in North Lawndale, where he gave presentations at. See, this is Sal Hoagies on 16th and Keddie. This They got the best hoagies in the city. The kids will show you, this is my block. This is, why, this is what means a lot to me. And so I think taking these youth-led tours is a good opportunity for people to step outside their comfort zone and learn the history of Chicago. You can also get involved with our volunteering events. Again, over 300 businesses have reached out to us that need support. If you have skills with um, graffiti removal, painting, um, light construction, glass repair, you can volunteer there. Also, if you are a business owner that would love to, or even a student right now that can help out these businesses, building new websites, or learning about analytics, building a Shopify page, we want to make sure we're helping the businesses in the long run not only repair their their shops, but also help them um, with e-commerce. So those are ways you can get involved right at our website at formyblock.org. And, and, yeah, we want to see you guys out there on the block volunteering with
0: us. Yep, the organization is called My Block, My Hood, My City. The founder, Jamal Cole. Jamal, thanks so much for talking today. I appreciate you coming on the program.
1: Anytime, man. Y'all be safe.
0: Peace. And that's today's Reset. For the latest and most accurate information on the COVID-19 crisis here in Chicago and around the world, tune in to 91.5 or go to wbez.org. I'm Justin Kaufman. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you here back tomorrow.
1: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause